The Chris Hahn Show. America and welcome. This is the Chris Hahn Show. I'm your host, Chris Hahn. The truth is on the air. And truthfully, tonight, America, I'm fired up. I'm sure you are too. Uh, this has been a crazy day of all the crazy days we've had in the last two years that the Trump administration has been in office. I think today's Kavanaugh hearing takes the cake. And I am live. And I am taking your call, 631-451-1039 is my number, 631-451-1039. If you want to be part of the national conversation tonight, we are going to be talking Kavanaugh all night. I got Bill Spadia, conservative, you see him on uh, My9, chasing the news, uh, weeknights, 11 o'clock on My9. Uh, he'll be joining me at 9 o'clock. Bill's a conservative, he's a friend of mine, he's a really good friend of mine. Uh, and I'll be talking to Janet Johnson who I usually don't have guests on two times in one week, but I said to myself, you know what? Got to have Janet on tonight. This is Janet's, this is Janet's like wheelhouse. Got to have her back. I literally just decided last minute. I called her when I was on my way to the studio, Mike. I said, hey, what are you doing at 930? Come on the air. She's like, she's like 930? I'm like, yeah, come on, 930. <laughs> I can't hear you. I don't, know if it's, I don't know if it's you or me. Your mic's messed up. We got to fix it, man. We got to fix the mic. I got to fix the mic, but I have Janet joining me a little bit later on, but I am taking your calls at 631-451-1039 tonight, 631-451-1039, at Christopher Hahn on Twitter if you want to be part of the national conversation. But let me just start. Let me just start with my thoughts about today's hearings. Let's start with Dr. Ford. I found her incredibly credible, Mike. I really did. Found her credible. I, I thought um, that whatever she was talking about happened to her. I was sick to my stomach watching her talk because I was imagining my daughters in a similar situation. And I think if you are a parent in America or if you have a sister or if you're a woman yourself, and you're watching her today describe herself basically, you know, an attempted rape when she's 15 years old by two men who are then laughing to each other while she is having the most terrifying experience of her life. If you're watching that and you're not feeling the empathy towards her, and towards other women, and, and, and if you know women, really know women, and I am privileged to know a lot of strong women. My wife's a strong woman. My daughters are strong women. I had many close female friends, both uh, in college and high school and law school, and, and to this day, I have many strong female friends. You know, all of them have a story of a, a similar situation, maybe not as extreme, but scary, where a man made them feel uncomfortable, threatened, physically threatened. I don't know how you could watch that and not feel that. And if you feel that, 
I don't know how you cannot believe what she's saying. So to me, she was 100% credible on that stand today. Now, I know what you're going to say to me, right wing. I know what you're going to say to me. You're going to say it's 35 years ago. How do you prove it? This is not a court of law, America. I know that you know some of the Republican senators, when Kavanaugh spoke, and I'll get to that in a minute, they tried to make it into a court of law. It is not a court of law. He is applying for a job. He is applying for the most important job that you can apply to and not get elected to. Supreme Court of the United States of America. It is a lifetime appointment. He will have a dramatic influence on our laws for many, many years to come. The standard of proof is not beyond the reasonable doubt. If you believe Christine Blasey Ford, Dr. Christine Blasey Ford, if you believe what she said today is true, then you can't vote to confirm this guy. You can't vote to confirm this man. And the Republicans want to argue about the clock. Why did this come out late? All of that back and forth nonsense, which is so irrelevant. There is no timeline here. The Republicans held a, a Supreme Court seat open for 444 days. I think we could wait a week or two to have a real investigation of what actually happened here. And I think if Dr. Blasey Ford is heard and the FBI investigates and talks to this Mark Judge character who nobody seems to get a hold of, doesn't want to come in and testify, who she said was in the room when it happened. I mean, don't you think the Senate Judiciary Committee should have at least subpoenaed that guy? I, I, I mean, it's incredible. And if the Republican Party goes ahead and next week confirms this guy and puts him on the Supreme Court, which, by the way, I don't think they're going to do. But they might. They're meeting today to discuss it. As we speak, they're in a conference room in the Capitol, the whole entire Republican Senate conference. And they're talking about this. But if they confirm this guy, they are sending a message to women. And trust me, men who might be listening tonight, every woman you know has a story like this. What they're saying to victims of this kind of abuse is keep it to yourself. Doesn't matter. We're going to go with the guy anyway. I don't know that that's a message that they want to be sending 40 days. Today is 40 days from the November election. Anyway, 631-451-1039 is my number. 631-451-1039. I am live. I am taking your calls. I got Bill Spadia joining me at 9 o'clock. I got Janet Johnson joining me at 930. 631-451-1039 is my number. 631-451-1039. I will be on Tucker tomorrow night, probably talking about this. And I will be on Piero Saturday night, probably talking about this. And I will be on Laura Ingram on Monday night, 
probably talking about this. And let me give Laura Ingram a shout out because Laura Ingram is a friend of Brett Kavanaugh's. And I have been on her show the last three weeks talking about Brett Kavanaugh. And I do not believe Brett Kavanaugh. I did not support Brett Kavanaugh. I have been hard on Brett Kavanaugh. I've been fair. But I have been hard. And Laura Ingram keeps asking me back. And Laura Ingram is a friend of Brett Kavanaugh, personal friends, 25 years. I was on the night the president nominated Brett Kavanaugh back in July. I've never heard my friend Laura Ingram more happy than she was that night. And we've had some very difficult conversations the last three weeks about this man. Very, very difficult. And to her credit, she keeps asking me back. So hats off to you for that. And I'll be fighting with you on Monday, I'm sure. But I think by Monday, we'll have a clear picture of what's going on here. Because if they don't vote tomorrow, they ain't ever going to vote. 631-451-1039 is the number. 631-451-1039. Let me, let me talk about Brett Kavanaugh for a minute in his statement. So I watched him, and I have to say, for a guy being, you know, for for a guy, for a guy being accused of being an angry, belligerent drunk, he sure did look angry and belligerent today. Now I won't say he was drunk. I don't think he was drunk. I, but I could definitely see that man frightening women. Not just Christine Blasey Ford. There are lots of other things out there now about him. And, you know, there are various levels of, of, uh, 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 of confirmation to them. But he seemed angry, belligerent. Now, look, America, I know that this guy has been through the ringer the last four weeks. But I believe Dr. Ford... So I have a hard time feeling sorry for him. I feel sorry for his family. I feel sorry for his wife. I feel feel sorry for his parents. I do not feel sorry for him. He has been a Republican political operative his entire life. He was on the Kenneth Starr team that absolutely tried to take down a president based on a sexual impropriety. And granted, that sexual impropriety actually happened, and it was wrong. But Brett Kavanaugh had absolutely no problem bringing up Bill Clinton's sex life, both proper and improper, to try to bring him down. So for him now to go up there in the United States Senate and act all belligerent and say the system is ruined, how dare he? This is a man... That suggested to Kenneth Starr to ask even more sexually probing questions of the president of the United States under oath than Kenneth Starr actually went forward in doing. This is known. This is something we all know about. It's in the record. And I am shocked. I am shocked that after he made that belligerent statement to the United States Senate today, that none of these senators decided to open their mouth and ask him about that. Well, weren't you the guy who started this in 1992? Wasn't it you that encouraged Kenneth Starr to ask the president about the gruesome details of his sex life? That was Brett Kavanaugh. You know, the guy up there cursing the system today. How dare you look into my sex life as I'm being appointed to the highest court in the land for the rest of my life with no confirmation by the voters 
say what you want about Bill Clinton. And I think a lot of things, Bill Clinton, look, I, I have said this before. I think a lot of things he did were horrible. But Bill Clinton had to stand before the voters and he stood before the voters after the impeachment. He stood before the voters and then Congress was elected after the impeachment. And guess what? They voted for more people to support Bill Clinton. The Republicans still go forward and try to impeach him. Brett Kavanaugh all the while involved with it. And during that time, my friends, Brett Kavanaugh was accused of slamming a woman up against the wall violently and sexually. And that's something we haven't looked into either. And there's a lot going on out there. When Brett Kavanaugh was asked today by the United States Senate, do you support an FBI investigation? He should have said yes if he was innocent. If he's as innocent as he claims, going to church every Sunday like brushing his teeth. I like beer. I don't know what that, what that was for. Trying to get a commercial just in case he, he doesn't make it to the Supreme Court, right, Mike? He was asking one of the girls, what do you drink? You talk about beer so much. He was asking about one of this, uh, someone that was questioning. Yeah, he asked, well, it was yeah, a, a man. He asked, oh, was a man? Oh, what do you yeah. drink? He was like, what do he you asked, drink? He asked Richard Blumenthal, what do you drink? Yeah. It's like... So we go out afterwards, you know, meet you. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll go get a beer together and we'll see how you act. It's like going to church on Sunday. He's so innocent, such a choir bore. Oh, I kept calendars because my dad kept calendars. And he says his dad started keeping calendars in 1978. Well, we're looking at a calendar from 1982. Your dad's telling you stories from his calendar from 1978. You were there, Brett. <laughs> Didn't make any sense to me, America. Guy kept his calendars from 1982. That's pretty crazy. I, I think my iPhone keeps my calendar for like six months. But America, this man does deserve a fair process. And a fair process is not what he got today. He got a political process and he, he willfully participated in it and was absolutely partisan in this hearing today. No other way to look at it, America. No other way. It was for an audience of one, Donald J. Trump president, who absolutely adored it, thought it was great. And I'm sure all of his ditto heads are out there right now, or excuse me, his chicken heads are out there right now, nodding their head up and down. Ditto heads are Russia's people. Uh, Trump has chicken heads. And yeah, I know what that means, Mike. I'm saying that on purpose. I know, I giggled. I love when you checked it up. You're giggling. I know what chicken heads mean. I've always known what chicken heads mean. They're nodding their head up and down. I won't say where. I'm on the radio. They're nodding their heads up and down. And I'm sure I'll be on with Tucker tomorrow and he'll talk about what a great man Brett Kavanaugh is and how great he did today. I don't think he did great, America. I think he looked belligerent. And we'll find out tonight how great he did. Republicans are caucusing. And we'll see what happens tonight. I don't think they got the votes to confirm Brett Kavanaugh. They surely didn't have it after Christine Blasey Ford testified. I don't know if they got it back when Brett Kavanaugh testified. But if he wants a fair process, there's a way to get a fair process. At least let this committee hear from other witnesses like Mark Judge, like this guy P.J., who were in the room when it happened. Mark Judge was there, according to Dr. Ford. 
How would she remember that? How would that be different? I am perplexed at these guys and why they won't just call this guy. They're afraid. Judge? Yeah. Well, his, his testimony won't even count because if you uh, noticed, he kept saying that he was, you know, he had a lot of substance abuse problems, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, in 1982 when he was in 11th grade. Well, I'm just saying, you know. So he think- was there. What do you remember? I have no recollection of it because I was blacked out drunk with Brett Kavanaugh, who was also blacked out drunk. The bottom line is, I said this a couple weeks ago, if Brett Kavanaugh would have said, you know what, did a lot of stupid things when I was a kid, did a lot of heavy drinking, I don't remember this exactly the same way, but if I offended this woman back then, I am sorry. We wouldn't even be having this conversation. He'd be on the Supreme Court by now. He would be in his chambers right now on the Supreme Court. But that's not what he's saying. He's lying, America. Just like he lied, you know, the, you know, he lied about little things. This Renata alumnus thing on his yearbook page. I'm going to figure this out really soon. I'm pretty sure it's from the movie Porky's, but I'm not 100% sure. I haven't seen it since like the 80s. Maybe it's not from Porky's. It's from something like that. And in that movie, a group of guys had sexual relations with a single woman And they all call themselves an alumni of that woman. And Brett Kavanaugh had in his yearbook, Renata alumnus. And Renata saw this when it was pointed out to her by the New York Times. She said how hurtful it was and how untrue it was. And of course, Brett Kavanaugh today just said, no, that was just our affection for her because we went to dances and things with her. He lied, America. He lied. And it was such a stupid thing to lie about because he could have just said I was a young, stupid kid. Why lie about that? Why? Like, I don't even understand why he would lie about that. So if he's lying about that, he's lying about other things. He can't be believed. He can't be confirmed. Why not just say I was young and stupid? Nobody would hold that against you. You were 18 years old. But no, he has to lie because that's what he does. I'm a good Christian man and I lie because I want people to think I'm a good Christian man. But really what I am is a partisan hack who's been part of the right-wing think tank engine fueling the divisions in this country since 1995. He has been all over it. Ken Starr, the Bush White House, the Federalist Society, you name it, Brett Kavanaugh, it's a partisan, right-wing, conspiracy theory-loving nutjob thing. Brett Kavanaugh has been involved with it. So lying is something he does on a regular basis because lying is what gets these guys through the night. They're a bunch of liars. And he's a liar. And liars can't be confirmed to the Supreme Court. And I, look, I don't know. I don't know if Dr. Ford's memories are 100% accurate. I don't know. But I do know that he lied about Renata. I know that. So if he's lying about that, which is something stupid, 
He's lying about other things. I know that when he's talking about the Ralph Club, they talked about the Ralph Club. I know he lied about that too. I know what that meant. We all know what that meant. He lied about something stupid. Anyway, 631-451-1039 is my number. 631-451-1039. I'll take your calls on the other side of the break. Listen to Chris Ancho. Keep it where it's at. Conservatives crazy since the day he was born. The Chris Hahn Show. All right. I'm back. I'm live. I'm taking your calls at 631 451 1039. 631 451 1039 is my number. Looks like the Republicans are going to have their committee vote tomorrow, which uh, is surprising. We'll see where that goes. I guess, they, you know, look, they've got the votes in the committee, but. I look as a partisan I know that if they confirm this man tomorrow after what happened today they're going to lose more than they're going to gain they're going to gain a Supreme Court justice for the next 30 years something that you know they've, they've it's always been their thing let's get people on the court they may lose women for as long and not just women of color. They're going to lose white women too. This is not, this is not a good moment for them. And, and I just want to point out for the record, the way Brett Kavanaugh addressed that committee today, he yelled, he was belligerent. He cried. Okay. She was composed. She answered the questions. While there was emotion in her voice, it wasn't overly emotional. Could you imagine if she behaved like Brett Kavanaugh? She was out there, composed, polite, talking about the worst moment of her life. Brett Kavanaugh was screaming and crying about his calendars. America. Is that judicial temperament? I mean, should this man be on the court? Are you with him? President Trump's with him. 631-451-1039 is my number. 631-451-1039 if you want to be part of this national conversation. I got Bill Spadia joining me at the top of the hour and Janet Johnson joining me at the bottom of the hour. I'm going to do two guests in the 9 o'clock hour tonight because I just needed two guests tonight. 631-451-1039. It's my number. 631-451-1039. It is, it is imperative that we examine this for what it is. There was a man yelling, screaming, and crying, interrupting the questioners, being belligerent, avoiding answering the questions. And I haven't even gotten to the fact that Republican senators 
had to bring in a woman from the outside to ask the questions because they knew that they would be insensitive. And, and I think they probably hoped that she would stop asking questions after a while because she was not helping. She brought out maps. I don't know what she was trying to do. This is a woman who spent her career prosecuting sex crimes, and now she's out there trying to make a sex crime victim seem like she was telling a lie. She was trying to discredit the victim. And she didn't do a good job of it. But more importantly, the 11 little boys on the, uh, uh, in the majority of the Senate Judiciary Committee were afraid to ask questions. They were weak. Feckless, if you will. One of my new favorite words to call people. Feckless. Hiding behind this co- prosecutor, Rachel something or other. I can't remember. I, for one, call shenanigans on that. You're a United States senator. You don't want to even let the FBI uh, do a a further investigation of this. You're arguing about when the accusation came forward, whatever. And then you're going to hide behind this woman. I don't know. I think my uh, when I'm on Judge Jeanine Pirro on Saturday night, because I have the most latitude there, I mean, we just talk about whatever went on in the week. I'm sure Tucker will have something about this. I don't know what it'll be. Uh, I think I'm just going to say, go ahead, confirm them. Go ahead and confirm them 35 days before the election, which is when they'll confirm them. 35 days before the election. You go ahead and you tell women who are victims of sexual assault that their opinion doesn't matter. That they should just stay quiet. Because I've been watching politics in this country today, and I watched Christine Blasey Ford, and she looks like just the kind of person who has been engaging in politics. Suburban, middle-aged women who have had enough of being ignored. She stepped forward. And now the Republicans in the Senate are going to ignore her. Good luck with that. Because it's not just her you're ignoring, my friends. It's not just her. It's women all across this country that you're ignoring by ignoring this woman and what she's doing. It's a shame. It's a travesty. But it's going to lead to some serious changes in the elections, maybe even in the Senate. We know the House. We know which way the House is going, America. And I look, I know that there are a lot of knuckle-draggers in this country that saw Kavanaugh yelling and screaming, and they're like, yeah! Uh-uh. If they were a father of daughters and they saw her speech this morning and they weren't moved, there's something wrong with them. If they've got a mother, sister, an aunt, any woman they care about, and they weren't having a hard time not seeing that person pushed into a bedroom, door shut behind her, music turned up, and pinned against a bed, against her will. America. These guys vote next week to confirm this guy, and the Senate Judiciary Committee is going to vote tomorrow 
I don't know if that means they think they've got the votes. They're making a huge mistake politically. They made a huge mistake by even having this hearing. They should have withdrew this guy last week. I am shocked that they would, they didn't withdraw this guy. I am absolutely shocked that they didn't pull him back. But they went forward because for some reason, this, this guy, I mean, they have a whole list of conservative judges they could choose from. And, and don't tell me they can't get another one confirmed before the election. They can. Or the lame duck. But don't tell me they couldn't just pull them out and put somebody else in there. I'm sure Amy Barrett doesn't have this kind of history either. In fact, she's probably sympathetic to Dr. Ford. But for some reason, they're pushing through with Brett Kavanaugh, who really showed today, in no uncertain terms, that he is not ready for the court, America. He is not ready for the court. He doesn't have the temperament to serve. He is a hyper-partisan animal. Throwing out conspiracy theories about the Clintons during his investigation. Meanwhile, this is a guy who fed those conspiracy theories when he worked for, for Ken Starr. I always want to say Brenda Starr, the old comics comic strip. Every time I think of Ken Starr. Remember, remember Brenda Starr? No. You don't remember that one? It was no. a comic strip from like, well, from the 80s. <laughs> back when all this stuff was going on. That wasn't born yet. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> you were born. You're trying to act. You're trying to act like. Were you born in like '83? I'm, I'm late '80s. '85? Right. No. '86. Oh, '86 is mid '80s. Just, yeah. just for the record, mid '80s. That's yeah, late. It's on the other hand. Brett Kavanaugh was in college. There you go. <laughs> and now they're trying to put him on the Supreme Court. I was in high school. I am just. I, I don't know. I don't even know what to make of it. Anyway, 631-451-1039 is my number. 631-451-1039. I will be on Tucker Carlson tomorrow night at 8, unless he's listening to this show tonight, in which case he might not put me on. I don't know. Uh, I will be. He will. I'll be on Judge Jeanine Pirro at 9.30 uh, Sunday night. I, had, I went viral last uh, Saturday night. I went viral. I don't know if you saw it, Mike. I went viral over the weekend with uh, my Pirro appearance. On Twitter? Like four different websites retweeted it. And it, got, awesome. it I don't do Twitter, so that's the only was, thing I don't. It was do. on Twitter. It was on. Um, it was on Raw Story, Mediate, to all these store. You know, what were you arguing well, about? I can't even remember. It was this probably. <laughs> it's probably this. I, I have no idea. I love Janine Pirro I personally. It. I do. I absolutely yeah. love her. She's kept me on TV for a long time. Uh, she was as shot out of a can Saturday night as I am right now. Mm-hmm. Probably worse. And I was very calm. I did my Blasey Ford, very calm. I, I try to be very calm on Fox News. I save all my energy for this show. There you go. Right? And on Fox, I try to be the reasonable guy who's just trying to be calm and just get my points in. And, and I just kept saying, if they had the votes, they'd have a vote. They didn't have the vote, so they won't have a vote. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, and, it w- and she went nuts. And I also <laughs> said, why aren't we calling Mark Judge? It was Mark Judge. She went nuts. All but right. I'll be on there Saturday night, 930, my regular spot. And then I will be on... Um, Laura Ingram on Monday, uh, doing my regular thing. It seems to be my regular thing there, too, now. Monday nights, I'm on Laura Ingram. But you can call in here if you want. I know I'm a little, uh, I'm a little, uh, a little wild tonight. People are staying away. 
It's a touchy subject. I think people should grow a pair and call me. That's what I think. No, and women, if you're out there, yeah, chime what in. do you think? I mean, women, chime in. I mean, this is about you. Am I right? I mean, am I right about this? 631-451-1039. 631-451-1039. I just think I know too many women who have similar situations to various scales. I mean, they weren't all as, as, as um, terrifying as the one that she's experienced. But every woman I know has a story about a guy who took it a little bit too far, usually with alcohol involved. Every single woman I know. I hope it never happens to my daughters. The exception is there and they're too young. But God, this made me fear for my daughters. And it should make you scared. But I want to hear from you. I mean, do you still say, if you're a conservative woman, and I know I'm on a lot of conservative stations and that's where this is going. But if you're a conservative woman, what are you really thinking right now? I mean, let's have a real conversation. I am not going to yell at you. 631-451-1039. is the number if you want to be part of the conversation. I mean, this is a guy who is going to be on the highest court in the land for years to come. For years to come. He will never stand before the voters. He will never face election. He will never stand before Congress again. This is it. What do you think? Anyway, 631-451-1039. I'm going to go to James in Calverton. James, you're on the air. Um, yeah, as far as the that guy being confirmed, uh, when, when, when before he testified, Everybody said he was the sweetest, most wonderful man in the world. And, you know, all the people that came out on his side, that he never raised his voice. And, right. And he was so polite and courteous and kind. And I remember once I heard on a TV show, a politician said, if a politician hasn't made any enemies, he can't be doing the right thing, you know? And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and this guy. What do you think? You know, quickly, because I got other calls. But what, do you, like, what, do you, what do you think? Do you think? Do you believe her? Um, I believe her in a way, but it's hard to tell because uh, girls that are like 15 through 20 or, you know, I think that alcohol is a big problem, but, you know, I, I don't know. So, so many times that, um, that I got maybe too aggressive with somebody, I, I think because it could have been alcohol. Right. I don't think I was trying to rape the person or anything. Well, you know, but that's the thing. You know, I mean, he could have just said I was drunk and I, I don't remember it happening and I'm sorry. Instead, I'm he went uh, deny, deny, deny. United States. Yeah. I'm not running for Supreme Court of the United States. I think right. more... The light we shine on these people's got to be brighter. Than I, James, I agree 100%. Thanks public. for your call, man. 631-451-1039. Let me go to Mariette and Shirley. Mariette, you're on the air. Yeah, um, you know, I was just listening to you, and I, I, I don't understand how you guys kind of feel that she is so innocent and everything. Why would she wait 35 years to come forward when this man has been in the public eye all along, but now he's going to have... Like, you know, the top well, let me here. ask you, I mean, obviously it's a hard thing to come forward. I don't know if you've ever been in a situation like that or if you want to open up about it, but it, it's, it seems like it's something that is very traumatic. And I know women 
who have had these kind of experiences in their youth that don't open up about it till they're in their you know late 30s early 40s and from what she said today she tried to let people know before this man was nominated what her story was and well, how it did, did she try if nobody's heard it? She went to her congressman and her congresswoman. She tried to get the message to the White House. It was not happening. But she talked about this with her therapist about uh, about eight years ago or six years ago in 2012. Uh, it's not like this is the first time she mentioned it. So there's a prior consistent statement, which I'm an attorney. I used to be a prosecutor. Prior consistent statements are very important right. to determining motive. So clearly this was a traumatic experience. And it's something that she tried to forget, right? I don't know if you've had any experiences like that, but people do try to forget them. Absolutely. But it, again, and this is, and, and it's a shame because this is coming out not just against this man, but it's been coming out all of a sudden against so many people. And it's always been 30, 40 years have passed, 10 years, 20 years have passed. And I understand a lot of people don't want to just come out right away right. and do something about it. But, you know... It's always the people when they're hitting a high point in their careers well, that suddenly, I mean, even Donald Trump, how many people tried and they found out that well, Hillary well, was Marriott, I mean, Marriott, I mean, the Donald Trump accusations were coming out for years, but remember, the world has changed. It's safer. Mm-hmm. Women feel more empowered and, and safer coming forward with these allegations now than they ever have before. So okay. it is, you know, I think that's part of it. And I worry that if the Senate just rushes and confirms this guy and really doesn't do a real investigation, because you could say, oh, we had a hearing. But, you know, I don't know why they don't call the guy she says that was there. Right. Uh, if we well, really if, if we really do this, it's going to really women are going to be very upset by it. And, and I think it sets sets them back. I see. Now, that's the other thing is, you know, what time, she changed the story at least three times. No, I, I don't she think she changed. was consistent. I, I, and that was the problem. She was asking to be ahead of people to speak about this, but then kind of backed off and didn't want to be involved. Meanwhile, here are the judges stepping up saying, come on, I'll take care of it. I honestly, you know, I don't think, I don't, I don't think she ever, I don't think she ever wanted to be, be heard on this. But Marriott, thanks for your call. I appreciate it. All right. Well, you have a good one. You too. 631-451-1039. Let me go to Michael in Medford. Michael, how you doing? Uh, pretty good. I just wanted to say, I heard you say you were an attorney, and you said she tried to contact the government before. She did. But, no, she only she only mentioned it when she was with did, the psychiatrist. Did you watch the, was, did you watch the, the, whole the whole thing? thing? Recorded. I'm going to watch it again. So, yeah, so watch, watch, again. watch early on in her testimony. I think it was a question, a response to a Republican question from the, uh, the, the you know, the person okay. they brought in. But she did say, she, first of all, she never wanted to become, she never wanted to go public. So she tried to do it anonymously through a tip line, through other things. No, she, she said she, her Mike, husband got into an argument Mike, about two doors and that's what made her tell Well, that her, was like, how she told her, that was in 2012, but this year, correct? this year, when Brett Kavanaugh was put on the short list for Supreme Court, yeah, she, she said, yeah, I, I have to let this, I have that. to let them know not to nominate him because of what he did. I will check that then. Yes, check that she, out because that's what happened. She, to go she, to the she, she said, "You got to watch she her." Called, she said she then. She said she went and then after that. She said he was on the short list, and then she said, "Let me get a letter Mike, from my congressman." Which first that was why would you call you congressman? Because she didn't know how what else to do. Most people don't know how do you get to the Senate. I know how to get to the Senate because I worked there, but most people don't know how to get to the Senate. How do you She's get involved with this? How do you get a message to the, the president of the United States? What do you do? It's, you know, well, you, maybe this guy was at the second highest court 
anywhere. She doesn't think that's relevant. You know what? How does she even know? You think? Do you know who's she on the? Do you knew. know who's on the Circuit Court of Appeals right now? Nobody knows. Anyway, Mike, thanks for your call. 631-451-1039 is my number. She said, and I, I hate to cut him off, but it will run up against a break. She was very clear. She did not want to testify. She did not want this attention. And it seemed pretty obvious to me that she was telling the truth about that today. And she came forward early and couldn't get to the right places. And you know what? Maybe Diane Feinstein should have talked about this three weeks ago. But she didn't. Because maybe they were trying to confirm some stuff because it is a really serious accusation, attempted rape. That ain't crossing against the light, America. It's a serious, serious thing. So I would imagine that Diane Feinstein's staff was trying to figure this out. Anyway, Bill Spadey and I will fight about this after the break. You're listening to The Chris Hahn Show, 631-451-1039. Keep it where it's at. I'll be right back. Joining me now, a good friend of mine from the other side of the aisle and the other side of the river, Bill Spadia. He is the morning drive guy on Jersey 101.5. You listen to him every morning. What is it, 6 to 9, Bill? 6 to 10, Chris. 6, six to, to 10. 10. He's working overtime for you in New Jersey. <laughs> so if you're, you're driving down that Jersey turnpike, make sure you turn on Bill at Jersey 101.5 to find out what's going on in New Jersey and the rest of the world. You can also watch him on Chasing the News weeknights, my 9 and why. Uh, what is it, 11 o'clock? On 11 o'clock, and then we come on again late night on Fox 5. There you go. And Bill Spady has been on my show since the very beginning. He's a good guy, good friend of mine. We don't agree on politics often, and then we're definitely not going to agree today. I can almost tell you that. I couldn't even talk to him in the break. (laughs) Listen, I've been working on this. I've been working on you as we head to the midterms. I still... I'm still holding out some hope for you. Well, Bill, I'm holding out hope for you. And I'll, I'll tell you, when the revolution comes, the Spadia family will be spared because it's coming. Uh, November's coming and it ain't going to be pretty for you. It's, uh, it's Look, today, today was one of the ugliest days that I have seen in American politics. And I've been doing this a long time. And today was, I mean, today went beyond the Anita Hill hearings. Like this was, it was a vicious, vicious day on both sides. I, I, I agree it was a vicious day. Um, and I agree that uh, this has been something. And I was quite surprised that they even had this hearing. I've been saying all week that I don't think they were going to have a hearing because I think politically for Republicans, this is a big problem. And I know that their biggest prize for their coveted evangelical base is a fifth conservative on the Supreme Court. Uh, and I think they would have gotten a fifth conservative on the Supreme Court, whether it was Kavanaugh or somebody else. But yeah, I, but but don't you think they get that anyway? I mean, even let's say, and I don't buy it. I think what happens is they win the committee vote tomorrow, or they push, depending on Jeff Flake. Jeff Flake is the only one 
that could potentially hold out. But all the reports say that Blake and Collins went into the Republican caucus meeting. They met. They met tonight with all the rest of the yep. Republicans. They met with with Manchin. I, it, I, I'll tell you something. I think it's possible that Joe Donnelly in Indiana and Joe Manchin in West Virginia, both of them are now seriously considering, after the judge's testimony, voting to confirm Judge Kavanaugh. Yeah, I don't think so. I think that Why the not? judge, I think that the judge today, look, let's, let's go through it step by step. Christine Blasey Ford was absolutely a credible witness today. You cannot deny you it. Say that? How, Whether you believe her or not, you cannot doubt that she was credible, that she believes what she was saying, that she was not making this. I up. agree with that 100%. I said that earlier. I said that there is no doubt in my mind that Christine Ford believes what she said today. That, however, does not make it true. And that doesn't. And, and I don't know how that balances with the, literally the four witnesses that she named well, that have all come out and said it didn't happen. Well, uh, that's I why, mean, that's why that? they needed to call those four witnesses. But they and did, I think though. this they is the back. This is the cover. Remember politics. You've been out of politics a while. I'm still kind of knee deep in it. Politics is all about giving people the cover. They some way that I sold out for the media. <laughs> You're just a big time media star. I'm a little time media star. I still got to make a living. Uh, it's, it's a, it's, it's a, um, Politics is all about giving people cover to do what they want, what you want them to do. I, I agree with that. Right? 100% true. So yes. if you want somebody to vote for a project, you got to give them cover that the project's not going to kill them with their constituents, and then they can vote for the project. Right. right? You give them a community center, you put a new baseball field in, you do what you got to do. Right. If you don't want somebody to vote for a judge, you got to give them cover. And there's no way that there isn't cover here. And the cover can be, I believe her. I wish we had a better process, like we brought in other witnesses, uh, or a variety of other things. We think he lied because, frank, frankly, he did lie. Let's be clear. How do you figure he I, lied? I'll go through it. I, I'll give you one of the lies. Okay, and I'm not saying that he lied about the Christine Blasey Ford thing because I don't know. I can't know for sure about that. But I will tell you this: Why did he lie about the Renata alumni thing? He lied about that. He absolutely lied. That is Why a reference to a movie. That is a reference to a movie from the early 1980s. I think it was wait Porky's. Are you wait a minute? Hold on. Are you back to the yearbook? I, I am. We, Why we lie about, about that? This is the, but when a guy was 16 Bill, years old. How do you know what they? Bill, what it's they not about the yearbook and when he was 16 years old. It's about what he said today, and it was a lie. He said, he that, said that she was, was that we were just referencing her because we liked her right. and she was a friend. No, when he wrote that, that when he was 18 years old, he wrote it because they were pretending that they had sex with her because it was a reference from a movie where that's what the guys did. And I'm telling you right Chris, now, you're a father, you're a husband, you're a man that's been around the world. Things can mean different things. I mentioned yesterday in my studio that I thought that Diane Feinstein had jumped the shark on this whole thing. And I had a person who works in our edit staff say, what do you mean by that? <laughs> right? Now, you look, you're old like me. <laughs> right. We both get that reference. And, and I, I, there are absolutely different ways that you can. It's also a major things. website. <laughs> yeah, but, 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 but a lie, I think, is an extreme term for somebody that may or may not have been using something let me, in a contact let me give you, with his friend. Let me give you a second lie, okay, from his calendar. Or maybe it was from the yearbook. I can't remember. He lied about it again today. The Ralph Club, biggest contributor, 
well, I have a weak stomach. Come on, baby. We know exactly what you meant. You were the guy who drank and threw up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right. yeah, but drinking and throwing up does not mean you. I, I got it. D- out d- and Bill, 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 I agree. I absolutely agree with you 100%. But why was the judge lying about the Ralph Club today? Not, not in his yearbook 20 years ago, no. but today he lied. He literally said today when they asked him about the word Ralph, he said, yes, I got a weak stomach. I throw up. I, I'm not right. good with hot stuff. I'm not good with. So beer. is it a club of people who like eat raw fish and throw up or is it a club of drinking now you and i both but went to college never, we know exactly Chris, what he, he meant drinking uh, look. Chris, he never denied drinking right but he, you, he denied you, drinking to excess you he denied but, drinking to excess and then he had to lie about no, what did. the ralph club meant because that meant he, he drank he to excess did not lie about he did not deny drinking to excess he denied that he ever drank to the point where he passed out and woke up somewhere where he didn't start. Yeah, but if, you, um, if you're drinking so much thing. that you're throwing up, it's really not a big jump to think that you may have Look, blacked I out. Have had, I, I have had sushi and then a couple <laughs> extra martinis, and I can tell you... A lot of 16-year-olds right? have a Ralph Club for the sushi eaters. <laughs> I, I, don't, I think that's a stretch. And, and here's right, it's a stretch that it was anything other than drinking and throwing up, and he lied but, about it. But... but but Chris, he did not deny drinking and having to go to sleep because he was sick to his stomach from drinking. He never denied that. What he denied was he denied one thing today, and that was he never drank to the point where he blacked out. Right. But again, here's the whole thing for me. I'm watching this, and, I, and I'm thinking to you, and I'm thinking to myself, I can't wait to talk to Chris Hahn tonight <laughs> because he is going to be with me on this one point. Go ahead. And that is... How do the Democrats, forget whether we support the judge or do not, how do the Democrats, Feinstein and White House and the rest, how do they deal with the fact that four of the witnesses named by the accuser said it didn't happen or not only didn't it happen, but I don't remember it. And I was her friend at that time, and I can tell you, I was well, never to party with Judge. Well, Hammond. I say, I, I say, you deal with it by saying we didn't get to cross examine them about this and really talk about it. Because especially the guy, especially the guy who was in the room when it happened and they didn't say it didn't happen. They say they have no memory of it happening. And that's different. Guys, the guy's got leukemia. He admitted he was an alcoholic. Yeah. Younger. I mean, the guy wrote a book about uh, and one of the characters in the book's name was uh, Bart O'Kavanaugh. I wonder who that could have been. Uh, I'm going to tell you something, though. It's like if I write a book and it's like uh, Will uh, uh, Squirio. And that, I'm talking about you. You know Ralph Reed, right? Ralph Reed, evangelical guy, you know, with century strategies. You know, yeah, I know him. Bush. Ralph Reed wrote a book, and he made all these fictional characters up. You know the one character in the book that he did not use a fictional name for? Me. <laughs> and I was just consulted in the book, and I'm like, Ralph, I, you know, and I called him, and I'm like, why did you? He's like, yeah, I thought you'd like it. I thought you'd appreciate it. The point is... <laughs> People, but but it was not me. It wasn't anything that right, I actually right. Done. It was a character, was, but but it was a character. But it wasn't really a character, was it? It was about it. He talked about it being his life story. It's his memoir. But he but he didn't talk about. He changed the names to protect story. people, but he didn't really change them that well. <laughs> Let me ask you this: You've got now. I think. Hold on a minute. Let me plug you. Will, Hold on. 
Bill Spady is on with me right now. Bill Spady is a great guy, good friend of mine, good friend of the show, been on a lot. I do his show a lot. Uh, you know, we've got a lot of good friends in common. Uh, and, and and I love Bill to death. I don't always agree with him, but I love him to death. You can catch him, Jersey 101.5 Morning Man. If you're ever in New Jersey, pick him up there. You can watch him chasing the news, my nines, at uh, 11 o'clock, and then it repeat, re- repeats later in the night on Fox 5 New York. Uh, Bill, great guy. We've been we've been debating each other for years. Uh, catch him there. Don't forget, you can tweet me at Christopher on Twitter. Twitter, you could at you could tweet Bill at Bill Spadia uh, on Twitter uh, is if you want to get Bill Spadia. All right, let's get back to it. Now, Chris, my Twitter today blew up. I always know that I say something that gets people going when I walk away for five minutes and come back and I've got a hundred notifications and I'm like, what did I just say? And today was one of those days, and it was, and most of it was about the politics of what's next. Right. So I I think to your point, I was going to give you credit for this that I, I think you are correct on one thing that politics is about providing cover. Yep. And I think the mistake the Democrats made today is that every single Democratic senator went back to the FBI. You know, Dick Durbin tried to call the judge out. Turn around he was fantastic. He was, that was a you fantastic know. moment, probably the best I moment think, of any of the questioning. I, I think it hurt him. It was and a you-can't-handle-the-truth moment. <laughs> well, I know you think that, but I, I felt at that moment that I could convince you otherwise for this reason that both the Democrats and the Republicans today, and this is a mistake the Republicans made, right? they both were resting on process. And when you're talking about process, you're losing. The world and politics is about emotion. And I think at the end of the day, even if you give Christine Ford the credit for being credible. And emotional. Uh, very emotional. And without, with, by the way, without being overly emotional like Brett Kavanaugh was. Brett, if Brett Kavanaugh was a woman, we would be talking about how he was out of his mind right now. Nah, I disagree. Yeah, we would say, how did he do that? He was screeching. Chris, Chris, you're a Christian man. You understand this. This man's kids were praying for his accuser. That is a moment that most people in America can't even wrap their heads around that that happened today. Today was historic. But the more important thing is when Lindsey Graham lost it and really started getting upset with his Democratic colleagues, that was when it started to turn for me. And I thought, okay, here's the question. Do, and this is the only question to me, do the Republicans like Collins in Maine and, and, um, you know, and, and Flake in Arizona, do those two now have enough cover to vote for Kavanaugh? No, I don't know the answer to that question. Well, Murkowski, you know, Murkowski is lost for reasons that are not about this. They lost her on the native in, uh, native Alaskans issue. Uh, yeah, I, I think Murkowski is a no. She's vote. gone. She's, she was you. a no vote before but, this even happened, right? So it was really Holland, getting one more. And yeah, if you Frank, remember, they only, they only need they don't need any though. Remember, they can lose Murkowski and Flake because I will tell you, we can let's bet a cheesesteak. I'll bet, bet a you a cheesesteak. Um, all right, we'll bet the cheesesteak versus... John I don't eat Lester. bread right now, so I'll have a cheesesteak oh, hold the hoagie. You want some kind of crazy left-wing diet? You know, I don't have the kind of hair you have, you know? <laughs> so I have to be <laughs> thin to look good on TV. It's the only you thing I got going for me. I, I have no margin of error. <laughs> I'll tell you, I think that Donnelly and Manchin vote, and we see a, we see a couple abstentions. And he gets confirmed next week. Yeah, I, I just don't think that Donnelly is going to be the deciding vote. 
to put this guy Wouldn't in the Senate. Uh, it's Joe never going to never going to happen. It, that's right. Can you imagine? That's not going to happen. Now, if, if like Murkowski and Collins are voting for him, I could see Manchin and Donnelly and Heitkamp voting for him, too, because what difference does it make? He's going to get confirmed. But they're not going to be. The, is significant. They're not going to be the deciding. Agree? They're not going to be the deciding vote. I think that Flake. I don't know. I heard Flake only spoke for a minute in this hearing. And uh, Flake uh, had nothing to say today. Yeah. To so say. it was yeah. odd. And, and Flake was meeting with uh, Manchin and Collins uh, earlier today. So we'll see how that and Murkowski. And we know mm-hmm. I got to tell you, I know Murkowski's a no vote. So it's a it's a it's interesting where they're at. So we'll see where that goes. But I look. But remember, you got fifty one forty nine and you got Donnelly in a tight race. You got Manchin up for re-election. Let's face it, Heidi Camp, same thing. Yeah, but you know, but Bill, this is what this is what you're missing. This is what you're missing. And I know, do you have daughters? I think you do have daughters, right? I do. My daughter's in college in London. Right. And, 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 and a wife. Senior, mar- so we're getting old, man. <laughs> and your wife's, your daughter's, and actually, I, I remember this, your, your daughter's at the London School of Economics, right? Fan, yeah, yeah. Fan- She's at uh, University of the Arts in London. Yeah, ah, great. awesome. Good. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so I, I have daughters. Um, I have a lot of significant women in my life, friends, things of that nature that I've known for years. All of them have some story of a guy who's gone too far. It might not all be like attempted rape like this, but a guy that's gone too far when he was drunk and got out of hand. I have no doubt about that. Right? And I'm sure you do too. And, and, and a lot of Absolutely. women I know have stories about attempted rape and even rape in some cases, date rape, things like that. What, if, if the Republicans go ahead and vote on this next week, Without really doing an investigation, because Lindsey Graham could scream and yell all he wants in his audition to become attorney general next month, but he knows in his heart that there wasn't a real investigation here, and he could he could he could argue with he could argue about the clock all he wants, but it's kind of like arguing uh, about the clock in a baseball game. It's irrelevant. There is no real investigation of of these allegations. But hold on. But what they're saying, if they just go ahead and vote without doing an investigation, what they're saying to women who've experienced this kind of behavior is keep it to yourself. And that's not going to go over too well in the Me Too era. And it's going to really hurt them in November. The election is 40 days from today. I, I, you know, listen, I I take, I talk to the public every day uh, from six to 10. I got more calls from women today upset with the fact that this was just a circus in Washington, that the fact that you could take a woman who literally has not only zero evidence, but the only thing she remembers is that it was Brett Kavanaugh. Well, and that Mark Judge was in the room and that they pushed him into the room and she remembers what she was wearing. She doesn't remember. But, 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 But her best friend said it didn't happen and she was there. I know. I'll tell you something. After I watched this today, and I understand this, my lawyer friends, women lawyer friends, especially a couple that, that come on the show, and you know this, Chris, all the guests that I have on the show are way to my left. And I asked them, I said, how would this pass muster in a court of law? Nobody would say that it would. I said, so what we're really dealing with here is the emotion of the Me Too movement. And I said, most women that I've talked to, liberal and conservative, would say it diminishes the goal of real victims. But Bill, when somebody has taken it. Bill, she clearly was a real victim. She clearly was a real victim. Not whether or not, Kavanaugh. whether or not Brett Kavanaugh was the perpetrator, you know, we may never know. Uh, but this is another this thing that everybody victimized. keeps getting wrong. This is but Chris, not. You know who victimized her? 
the people who victimized her were Diane Feinstein. And I, I, I don't, and I don't think so. But, but here's what, her. but here's they what people, but here's what people have to get. This is not a court of law. This is a court of public opinion, and this is a job interview for a job that you will never ever be accountable to anyone ever again. And a higher level of scrutiny needs to be applied in this situation. And if there is any doubt at all that this guy has the character and temperament to be on the court. And by the way, I think he showed a lack of temperament today. Just, just today. He showed courage. His his temperament today. He was out of line with the senators. He interrupted. He was, he was overly emotional. And, you know, I had a me think thou thought to protest too much all day. Come on. They they attacked his kids and his wife. Nobody attacked his kids. Nobody attacked his wife. You know, you're going to put, they would have done that. You know, people, crazy people would have done that even without this. You and I yeah, both know was, it. We're in the public sphere. The we get attacked when you're United in the public States sphere. Senators. But when you're in the public sphere, Bill, you get attacked. I get attacked. Look, you, hey, look, it, I, I have had to, for the first time had to actually report accounts on Twitter. I get it. People are crazy. Right. And, and I get it. But that said, this was at the encouragement of senators who sat on this and could have done this behind closed doors and protect, protected everyone's identity. They chose not to. They chose Dick Durbin, uh, Dianne Feinstein, they chose to wait until after the hearings were over. I think that is... I don't think they believed her until they got the... I don't think they believed her until they got the poly. That's what I think. Ah, come on. Do you realize how crazy and weak that poly is? She, her grandmother died that day. Her level of emotion was sky high. There isn't a court in the world that would accept the results of that poly. Well, you don't know what the situation is. Her grandmother could have been 100 years old. All right, Bill, I got 30 seconds left with you. Uh, where are you going to be? Where can people find you? Thank well, you so much for joining all, me tonight. Listen, man, I love sparring with you because every conversation we have is respectful. It's not personal. Follow me on Twitter at Bill Spadia, and you can get the app. It's NJ1015. You just get the app and listen to me. There he is. In the morning, live every day. Make sure you follow him. I'll be right back with Janet Johnson. You're listening to The Chris Hahn Show. Keep it where it's at, America. Conservatives, listen up. The truth is on the air. The Chris Hahn Show. All right. I'm back. I'm live. And I'm going to do something I never do. Have a guest on in back-to-back weeks. Why am I doing this? Why did I call an audible at the last minute? Because there's nobody I'd rather talk to on a night like this than my political soul sister, Janet Johnson, she is a lawyer. She's a frequent guest on the Chris Hahn Show. You see her every Saturday morning on HLN talking about legal issues. And uh, we think alike on a lot of things. And I really wanted to get her take today on on uh, the Kavanaugh-Ford hearings or Ford-Kavanaugh hearings as they were. Janet, how you doing? Oh, I'm drained. Today was just, it felt like, you know, a roller coaster. I, you know, I started my day sitting in my car because I didn't want to get out during Dr. Ford's, you know, her preamble, which yeah. I had already read and actually read it out loud to my husband. But as I'm listening to her talk in my car, 
I, I mean, I was sitting there crying. I watched I have, it in my office. I was physically sick by it. You know, it was, and I talked to quite a few women who said, yeah, I, I cried. I mean, it was, but, you know, there was that moment of she just was unimpeachable. She didn't stumble. Right. She was, I thought the cross-examination was so unfair. It wasn't yeah. designed to get at the truth. It was impeachment on collateral matters, right. as we say in the who law. Who paid for the polygraph test? That's what they wanted to get her on. who paid for the prosecutor? Right. I mean, who, who paid off Judge Kavanaugh's debt? I mean, there's so many unanswered questions, and who paid for the polygraph? Right. You know, I'm sure you heard this quip at some point today. Is there a suggestion that she was in this to get a free polygraph? Yeah. It's crazy. That her, you know, and, and what we say in the law is, you know, only one person had a motive to lie, and it was Judge Kavanaugh. I mean, if you think they both were credible, only one of them had any reason to, to lie, had any stake in any of this. She didn't. Right. She had, no she had no reason to come forward. This just totally upended her life for nothing. Right. Right. You know, and, and, and their worst fear realized. Yeah. And, and you know, I, look, I've been saying this all day. I believed her. She was believable. I don't know if all the facts are as accurate or, you know, for sure. But frankly, you don't have to be 100% sure if this I was Brett Kavanaugh. Sure I, I think if you're not it. sure about that Brett Kavanaugh is innocent, you can't vote for him. He, you know, he's a lifetime tenure. This is right. not a court of law. I don't need to have reasonable doubt. I just have to have doubt. And I have doubt about this man. And I think he might have done this. And I, I mean, I, I have to say, as I was listening to it, I don't see how you have any doubt that she's telling the truth. I have I no just, doubt that she's telling the truth. I have no doubt know, that that situation happened to her. Right. I, no doubt. And the things she doesn't remember 36 years later, if she remembered them, it would be much less believable. I mean, you know, for instance, she could have said... Bobby drove me home. I remember Bobby drove me home. Right. You know, she knows that if they check with these people and they say, you know, I don't remember driving her home, that there are people they checked with who don't remember this right. party, which makes sense. They didn't get raped or attempted to you know, be raped at that party. She remembers it, and they don't. But she didn't say it was Bobby. She didn't come up with things like that. You know, she, she admitted the things that she, you know, she didn't remember. It, you know, as you said, it, it wasn't, you know, is she 100% you know, or is he 100%? All it took was, this is not appropriate yeah. for Supreme Court justice. But the other thing is, what I thought came out of it that was even almost more important than the allegation, this man is not fit to be a Supreme Court justice. No, not at all. His temperament was ridiculous today. Ridiculous. Yeah. And, and overly that, partisan. Overly partisan. I mean, he's, he was positing conspiracy theories about the Clintons. Yeah. I mean, that is bonkers stuff to be, you know, and here's Senator Kennedy saying, do you believe in God? I mean, there were moments during this hearing where I I don't recognize the country where this guy ends up being one of the nine. No, neither do I. And that's alarming. So, you know, it was a hard day because it was emotional watching Dr. Ford. She was I mean, I've never had a witness who performed as well as she did. No, she she was on the money. She answered the question. She was respectful to both sides. And um, it, it's astonishing to me that these people now want to try to go forward with this. Well, I think they're going to, I think they have the vote. I mean, I think they're going to pass. I think he's going to get confirmed. And I think they know that, you know, uh, Lindsey Graham's taking victory laps. Lindsey Graham, who... 
that was an astonishing. Yeah. His behavior was astonishing. It was an audition for attorney general is what that was. It was, but it was grotesque. And, you know, John uh, McCain is rolling in his grave right now. Yeah, although John McCain had his moments yeah. of, of disappointment, too. Um, you know, I think we, again, it's like the Jeff Blake, Ben Sass. I mean, these guys are not what we hope they are going to be. You know, John I've been, McCain wasn't. I've been know? saying this all day today. Um, I know a lot of adult women. And I don't know many adult women that don't have a situation where a man has gone too far. And it may not be as bad as what Dr. Ford described today, but in some cases it's worse. Right. But it, in, in many cases, it's, it's short of it. And I think if the Republicans vote to confirm this guy without really doing a thorough investigation, like a real right. FBI, real right. hearing, bring in right. some real witnesses other than uh, the two principals, um, they are saying to those women, keep your complaints to yourself. And I think right. in this age of Me Too, I and, and, and 40 days today from the election, right. that is a really bad thing for them to be doing politically. Because these because women around this country are going to hear her, and they have right. heard her, and they right. believe her, because it sounds like something that happened to them. And if you watched any of the hearing, you watched her. You didn't watch him. He, he I actually turned him off at one point. It was redundant. It was, I mean, there was nothing was that talking you got. Points. Right. It, I mean, it, you know, him attacking Amy Klobuchar, whose father was an alcoholic, I mean, right. there were low points, but there certainly wasn't, he wasn't going to reveal anything. And no. in fact, they they took the prosecutor, you know, the human shield female prosecutor that they were using for yeah. Dr. Ford, all of a sudden was yanked when she started to get on to the fact that maybe on July 1st, when he was with PJ and Mark, two of the people, right. she says, were at the party in the summer of that same year, yeah. maybe we're starting to get on to something. So then all of a sudden we, we have to get rid of her. I, I do think, that, you know, women got it today because yes, I did. do think that... All of those men and 100% of the Republicans on that committee are men. There's not one woman. All of those men basically turned with the music and put their hands over the mouths of all of the women in this country. And as you said, I actually don't know one woman who hasn't had an experience like yeah, that, including I, myself. I don't, and, know, I don't know any. Right. I, 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 any adults, anyway. You know, it, it's, right. It's, well, and I think what, you know, what resonates is, I would never and never in my mother's lifetime told her about any of the things that happened to me that right. were inappropriate, even as a child that happened to me. And, you know, the sense of it's my fault, it's shame, it's, you know, no one's going to believe me or nothing's going to happen. Right. And you could see that in Dr. Ford today, that not only did she feel all those things, she was right. It didn't matter. She Nobody was right. believed her. Well, we'll see. I mean, I, I mean you're, you're more pessimistic about the vote than I am. Really? I, I, I think I'll that... Be I'll, I'd like to be convinced. I, look, like, I, I mean, look, there's also five days between now and the vote, and who knows what's going to happen between now no, and then. No, I think it, they, all of a sudden they're voting tomorrow. No, they're yeah. voting on the committee tomorrow. On the committee, right, right, right. But the, oh, the actual the, vote won't okay. happen till Tuesday okay. at the earliest. It could be so, Wednesday. So, I mean, here's what could happen between now and Tuesday. I mean... The one fear is, uh, you know, I'd like Michael Avenatti to not do anything yeah. between now and Tuesday. Me I don't too. think we need him in the mix. No, we don't. But is there going to be anything that's going to make any of these people vote differently? Well, you know, it would be great if the woman who was thrown up against the wall, because I kind of believe that thing that came out yesterday. Yeah. Who probably was somebody who worked on the star 
investigation because that's where he was at the time. Right. Who's from Boulder, Colorado. Who's from Boulder. Well, they might live in Boulder, Colorado now. Boulder, Colorado yeah. is beautiful. I know My it's a very liberal there. town. I My get it. My brother lives in Boulder. <laughs> right. Uh, I've been there. Love it. Crazy yeah. liberal. It makes me look conservative. But yeah. it's, yeah. it's, it's uh, um, but I want that person to come forward. I want that person to actually come forward and say, look, I was a lawyer on the star campaign and we went out and he threw me up against the wall. But if you watch the, and this is again, this is why they did it in part two. If you watch today and you saw what they did to Dr. Ford, I mean, it can go either way. They did say the, you know, rape crisis and, you know, the support group hotlines had record number of phone calls. And apparently if, People were watching C-SPAN. I watched it on MSNBC, but on C-SPAN, apparently, they actually had people calling into C-SPAN, women saying, this happened to me. Yeah. Into C-SPAN, which normally yeah. you get these, like, kooky old people. Right. Like, I like Lindsey Graham. It reminds me of my nephew. Right. And people were apparently, women were, self, were re- self-reporting these things. But I think the flip side is, it was watching what they did to her was really disheartening. I mean, and just afterwards... Not only, you know, they had this woman prosecutor who I thought was atrocious. I mean, people were saying she was fair. I thought she, all she wanted to do was prove that this woman's not afraid of flying. Right. You it know, was crazy. Under- like, how'd you get here? Like, are you are you awful. kidding me? It was awful. I, it, do I not have a better time flying when I'm going scuba diving than flying when I'm coming to do this? You yeah. know, I don't want to sound sexist, but I do think Mike Myers is going to play her on Saturday Night Live this week. Oh. I know that's bad, but that's well, all you know I was... Here's what I kept thinking. She's from Maricopa, which is where yeah, Sheriff Joe. I know Sheriff Joe. Did anyone like? How did we're not allowed to ask her questions, right? But is there? I mean, did you come from a recommendation from Sheriff Joe? Was there a connection? How they picked this woman? I have no idea. I, by the way, I know you hate that I said that about Mike Myers playing her. Uh, you know what? I just <laughs> uh, here's. I mean, I'm definitely. Like we talked before. Like you know, we're we're woke, and I, if I wasn't woke before. I'm a thousand times more woke than I was, you know? I mean, I actually tweeted the other day, I'm so tired of white men. And even liberal guys, like 90% of the guys in my (laughs) feed said, I'm with you and I'm a white man. My husband would support that. He's a white man. But there were a couple guys who were like, I'm not following you anymore. Ah. We're not all, that's not fair. I'm like, you know what? If you think, if you're like, you know, sensitive to that. You're one of the white men that I'm talking about. I don't that. consider myself a white man. I consider myself half Italian, half Jewish. I don't know exactly. if that's, I don't know if that makes me white or not. <laughs> I'm Sicilian. I identify as white. I, <laughs> I mean, you know, I check other. <laughs> right. Unless you're, uh, you're Jared and then, then you're totally in the white, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I just think that maybe there will be women that will come forward. But again, when you watch this, where's Mark Judge? I mean, where is someone, he? Right. I, I want to, the guy's on Fox News saying he wants a fair process. A fair process would be calling witnesses. Yeah. And, you know, I was wondering, and maybe I actually kind of want your opinion on this. I felt like the Democrats went a little overboard in proving that these people don't want an FBI investigation. I, I mean, they made that point, I think, over and over. But there are a lot of people who say that really resonated that. They, he would not commit that he right. thought this should have been investigated. Well, it was the worst moment in his testimony, other than the fact that he was, you know, over the top, out of line in the way he was behaving. So, uh, yeah. Was, yeah. was when uh, Senator Durbin basically pinned him down yeah. and said, you Durbin know, was great. Make, it, was make great. it happen. I mean, yeah. you know, you really want a fair process? Right. I wanted somebody to ask him, you know, because he said on Fox News about his right to privacy. I wanted to ask him if the Constitution affords you a right to privacy. 
Oh, nobody's okay. asked him that. Because that's the justification for Roe versus Wade. Right. That's you said you have a right yeah. to privacy. Is yeah. there a right to privacy? Yeah. That's interesting. That's right, because that is. I, I mean, ask that question, because right then you go to Susan Collins and Mage and say, well, he doesn't believe in a right to privacy. I'm not yes, asking you to decide right. on a basic case. Does the Constitution afford you a right to privacy? Yes or right. no? And she's deluded. And, and if he won't say yes or no, he doesn't believe Roe versus Wade was correctly right. decided. Right. I mean, that, because that's the, the way people get out of it, you know. But, yeah, and she's, again, why is she trying to find a reason to vote for him? Because she's made that point that she would never confirm someone who wanted to overturn Roe, but he clearly thinks he, he's going to. I mean, I have a lot of liberal friends who don't think he's going to, that people will take to the street. People will no take one, to the street. There's no I'm doubt. I'm not sure about that. I mean, there might, you know, it's about women, so no one really cares what we think. I mean, I, I think I, we've look, learned that. I mean, I think that that's changing, you know? I mean... I mean, look, I'm as white as a white man. I mean, I know I say I wasn't. I mean, I'm I'm a sports playing, <laughs> you know, Yankee Great. game going to golfing, <laughs> you know, white man, and I care about women. I mean, I I'm a father of daughters. I'm married to a strong woman. My mother was a strong woman. Um, you know, it's a uh, you know, and, and frankly, uh, I've had a lot of strong women in my life, my entire life, and. I think there are more men that care about women than people think. And I think that I was watching this thing today. And when I was watching Ford uh, give her opening statement, I was physically sick by it, thinking about the women I love right. being in that right. same situation. And, right. and, and frankly, I couldn't be alone in that. Yeah. You know, and there might be guys out there pretending that they, they didn't think that. But if they have a woman in their life that they care about, there's no doubt that that thought crossed their mind when they were listening to her. I think that's true. I mean, I think it was probably torn between there are people who are thinking, yeah, it happened, but somehow she doesn't know who the guy is, which is you really have to torture yourself. You know, like in criminal defense, when they read the reasonable doubt instruction, it can't be a forced doubt. That's a forced doubt. Yeah. That she somehow is, oh, I, you know, I'm 100% sure it's that guy, but it turns out I'm, she's wrong somehow. The other thing is I kind of think that, you know, even liberal men that I've talked to, even relatives who have sons kind of think a 17-year-old boy Oh, it's awful that that happened, but you get like some sort of like one-time attempted rape, right? And unless you're an African American kid who's who's buying weed on the corner. Oh, right, right, right. But if it's not, you know, I think, or God forbid, selling it. Yeah, right. But or back in 1984, that was sort of considered okay. You know, 16 candles. The guy has sex with a girl who's unconscious. Right. You know, it was cute back in the day. I mean, it wasn't cute to us. It was never cute to right. me. But there was a period where men were allowed to think that that was okay. I guess. Yeah. And and we're still kind of grandfathering those people in. I think at this point. Well, it's not okay. And look, women are. I think women are going to be the biggest part of this election. And if you look at the numbers that came out this week, I mean, Trump's support among Republican women is down 20 points. Yeah, although CNN can't find one of those. One yeah, of well, no, they, they go to like Republican <laughs> operatives and, and they read talking points to them. Right, and, right, right. and then they put it on the air. Right. Like, I don't understand how that ever aired. They didn't figure out who these women were. Nobody decided to check to see if they were Republican committee women. I mean, it's... Every person I know on Twitter was able to figure them out. I mean, you know, one of them ran in the Miami, you know, for a, a state representative and has apparently lost tremendously. I mean, they're all, you know, they're not just like activists, they're candidates. And, yeah. 
And then there's this woman, I, mean, I guess we'll figure out who the MSNBC woman is, who says that in front of her daughters that it's okay to grope women, that that's sort of normal. Yeah, that's okay. Don't, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Just go grab a piece. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, the president said it, right? I right. mean, he does it. It's okay to do it. It's, but I, it's, well, women are going to, look, this election coming up in 40 days, I think women are going to be pretty pissed. And I think they're going to take it out on these senators. And I think they're going to give the Democrats the Senate. And um, they're definitely going to give them the House. And I have, I'm predicting 55 seats for the wow. Democrats. Wow. Pick up 55. Okay. And you think that this, that is there a silver lining? If yeah. There's a Kavanaugh. silver lining. If they confirm Kavanaugh, two things happen. Women get even more fired up. And not just Democratic women. Right. And the Republican base says, oh, we got our Supreme Court judge. Everything's good. They're not as inspired. They might come out more if we kill it. Well, that's Uh, what they said, that they're they're claiming that this process has been, you know, fired them up. And then the leaking of these discredited anonymous stories. And this is another disgusting, you know, which I'm so naive. I didn't even see this one coming. You know, here's more accusers. Yeah, they're leaking one so he can get up there today and say, people are saying I'm in a gang, which I don't, I think he's got gang rape confused with being in a gang. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think anyone said he was in a gang. But, you know, he's able to now say, oh, there are all of these ridiculous things. All right, well, we're here today. You guys made a point that it's only Dr. Ford. It only takes one attempted rape. Right, so you shouldn't right. How many Court. attempted rapes should you get to be on the Supreme Court? I don't know. Let's ask Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I, I How mean, many does she have? I mean, if you would have, like, uh, if he would have, um, if this would have been reported in 1982, he would never gotten into Yale. You know, this no. is this is a crazy uh, it, Although he is, wants a lot of, uh, you know, credit. He worked his butt off to get yeah. to Yale. Your parents are both judges. Yeah. You to, You're like, privileged, Apple. buddy. All right. Yeah. Look, Janet, I only have 30 seconds left with you because I got to do my, I got to do my little closing. It's a minute short because I got to, right. I, I do this little closing near my last half hour. Oh, so my. where are you going to be? Where can people find you? Uh, I'll be on HLN, as you said, Saturday morning. So you can find me there. Uh, and that's what I'll be doing. And in court. And she'll be on Twitter saying she doesn't like white men anymore, but please don't take her seriously. She's married to a white man. Oh, my God. I like most of them. (laughs) And I'm white. So is Mike B. Don't forget to watch Mike. Listen to the Mike B. Show on Saturday night at 730, right, Mike? Sundays. Sunday. I always mess it up. Sunday Sunday night at 730. But that's it for me tonight, America. This has been a crazy, emotional day. And I got to remind you, as I remind you always, to seek the truth question everyone question everything even me America and especially people trying to take a job for life that they'll never be accountable to you again seek the truth America I know it's out there and I know you'll find it if you look hard enough and I'll be back here again next week to tell you the truth as I see it I'm Chris Hahn. Thanks for listening, America. Wish our weekdays away, spend our weekends in bed. We drink ourselves stupid, we work ourselves dead, and all just because that's what mom and dad said we should do. We should run through the forests, we should swim in the streams, we should laugh, we should cry, we should love, we should dream.
Chris Hahn Show podcast is recorded live at 103.9 FM in New York at Long Island News Radio. This podcast was sent to Face Off Unlimited headquarters in Astoria, Queens, and was edited by Joe Tex. Executive producers are Joe Tex, Jay Painter, and Eric Robinson. FOU Studios is a property of Face Off Unlimited, LLC. I'm Peter Hargarden, the senior producer of podcasts here, and on behalf of everyone who worked on the show, we'd like to thank you, the listener, for tuning in. Subscribe to catch all of our other podcasts here on the FOU Studios Podcast Network. To learn more about Chris and to find out about his upcoming television appearances, follow him on Twitter at Christopher Hahn and at ChristopherHahn.com. To learn more about FOU, connect with us via social media at FOU Studios and visit us at FOUStudios.com. 